Well, welcome everyone to the GLS and Beyond Leadership Podcast. We are so excited about our guest today, right, Kelly? Absolutely. Hi, Jerry Purdy. Well, we Good to see you. We are excited to be here. We're excited to co-host this podcast to learn from leaders in our region. And today we have a really great one. Do you want to tell about our leader today? I would. I would love to. Uh, Dina Jackaway, part of the uh, Parkview team, chief administrative officer and uh, has been part of the Parkview team for a number of years. So grateful for that and so grateful for her investment, Parkview's investment in the GLS here in Fort Wayne for a lot of years. And uh, it's great to see you. Thank you, it's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you with us. And uh, Jerry and I, uh, as we meet with leaders and people of influence in our community, one of the things we first ask is just to catch our, our, our listeners up on your story kind of your journey from however far back you want to go to just where you are today. Just give folks a, a sense of, uh, of your life's journey and what brings you to this place today. Sure. So um, great question. And, and one that, you know, I haven't always lived in Northeast Indiana. So I really was born in Indiana, but I moved around a lot as a child. Um, and that really kind of has built the story because I moved around so much that when we finally moved here my sophomore year in high school, it's like, I want to be done moving. And and so this ended up becoming home and going to college and, and then being able um, to work through a variety of roles in the community. It, it was home. And I, I didn't have home growing up. You know, mm-hmm. it was always moving around to different locations. So having a place that I was able to stay and grow roots, meet my husband, um, have three boys. Um, So right now, 16, 10, and and 13 wow. so elementary middle and high school that's You're, been that's a, a, a challenge right now where? um blind date are you serious blind date oh yeah. that's great how old were you guys oh gosh um i met him when i was 25 got and it. got married um when we were almost 27 and wow. uh had our first child at age 30 so we just wow. It was a little bit later, and and part of that was just me getting through school and wanting to begin a career and not really focus on boys. Yes. You know, it was okay. I want to. I have a plan. Let's go. And uh, then wow. had a blind date, and the rest wow. is history. There. Yes, that's incredible. Blind date, just the two of you, or blind date with some friends? It was actually a double date yeah. with my sister and someone that she was dating, and and she said, "Hey, hey. he's got a friend. <laughs> You're my sister. Let's go on a double." date date and and so it was great yeah blind date and and um so 2000 was a big year 2000 was the year we got married and 2000 was the year i started at parkview uh, in january so now coming upon uh 22 years wow that's incredible i know for a number of years in the not too distant past your involvement there had a lot to do with upper level hr and all that was going on in that space now uh, a different title with some expanded responsibilities. Talk a little bit about uh, the new role in these last few years and what that's been like for you. Yeah, so I have to tell you, I mean, I was an accounting major in college. So accounting major turned HR 
and and then came into this incredible organization mm-hmm. and have been able to to grow and have different roles during that time. I mean, it has been an amazing experience. Wow. And most recently, the chief administrative officer. So it's really about taking off your HR hat and putting on a variety of other hats. So, you know, we have hospital operations and then we have our physician practices and really everything else when you think mm-hmm. about how we support the organization. Yes. So it could be marketing, construction, strategic planning, supply chain, pharmacy. I mean, there's wow. just about 20, 20, 25 different departments that make wow. that up. And yep. so it's not only is it challenging me as a leader, certainly, because the same things and skills that I had coming through HR are different than mm-hmm. what you need to be a leader in this type of environment. So again, great learning opportunity awesome. for me. Excited for you. But you've been able to see every aspect of the organization through HR. So that must be helpful. Um, also being a finance major in college, I'm sure is helpful with a growing organization, right? And Absolutely. But, you know, this last year we know has been super challenging for a lot of organizations. It's been challenging for small business, but it's been incredibly challenging for healthcare as you've been on the front lines caring for individuals. Parkview is an amazing organization, as Kelly has stated, um, and the culture there is just phenomenal. Every person that I know that works at Parkview just can't say enough positive things about their their work environment. So how do you how do you keep that going and keep filling up the tank of those frontline leaders in a challenging year? Can you share a little bit about leading through crisis? Oh yeah, it has been an amazing year, and no question, challenged just all personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of and the power of Parkview really came out. Mm. And it showed us that having that culture, having that great culture that you can build on is what allowed us to thrive through that crisis and and certainly still continuing um, to work through that today. So, you know, when when things began to happen in what would have been March of 2020, mm-hmm. You know, we we thought we were fast as an organization, but I'll tell you, we learned we were really slow because we learned what getting Mm. fast and moving fast and quickly reacting to things happening. We saw what that was all about and how world class teamwork came together. Mm. And and so our attention, yes, turned to how do we best take care of the community when so many things were up in the air. But it was really all about how do we take care of our coworkers? Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, they are the most valuable resource we have. And so it's through them that we can achieve the mission and we can provide care in the community. So without that group of 13,500 people, we're not the organization. Right. Um, and and so having a strong culture going into the pandemic allowed us to thrive and take care of our coworkers in ways that, hmm. frankly, I don't think we ever realize. I mean, reaching out and and helping with childcare, reaching out and coworkers helping each other, mm-hmm. um, being able to say, hey, I'll take care of your kids and work this shift if you can take care of mine and work this shift and um, being adaptable to now suddenly have um, all of this protective equipment that you need to wear and writing through walls um, so that people could see what you need on the other side because you don't want to take off this equipment and waste any because you want to make sure you're right there to take care of the patient. I mean, that talk about resiliency. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Amazing stories. Yeah. Wow. It's a Parkview family. It's not a Parkview organization. And I, I think people that have that have been able to have amazing care there feel that way, that you feel like you're going in and Absolutely. you're a part of the family. Yeah. So that that is a strong culture. And, you know, maybe if an organization or a leader is saying, well, how did you get there, Dina? How, how do you how do you do that? Well, what are maybe some of the first steps you would give them of creating that culture? Yeah, when you think about a family, I mean, and this was a word that, you know, we've used now probably more in the last three to five years. But we've we've always used that. We've said people who have been here, they bleed green. And then mm-hmm. you have individuals who, yes, it's part of a family. It's our family taking care of, of those in the mm-hmm. community. But it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And it comes with strong leadership. It comes with a great team. And it really comes with everyone all focused on the same thing. So, you know, we have the mantra, excellent care to every person every day. And and that really is about helping describe our culture. Mm -hmm. It isn't just about the care that we're providing to the patients. It's how we're treating each other. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't treat each other well, then we're certainly not going to treat the patients and and take care of those that we're serving across the region, both within the walls of hospitals, but certainly everything we're doing in the community. Mm -hmm. So it does start with how we are treating one another and then how we're um, translating that into the into the region. Yeah, it's fantastic. I I know just because of my years here and because of my involvement with GLS for 17, 18 years, uh, Parkview's been a part of that uh, story uh, from almost the very beginning. Uh, there were times back at Blackhawk uh, where I would see Mike and Rick and a few others loosening up their ties in the back row fl- flipping up their laptops and taking notes for hours uh, to today, you know, where you guys are continuing to engage hundreds and hundreds of Parkview team members annually. So you've been a part of that. You've seen the journey of the GLS. Um, you've experienced it professionally. You've experienced it personally. Um, why are you so committed to it still after all these years? What about the GLS and what we see it doing in our community, what about that has been so attractive to you? Wow, so that's a powerful question. Um, and, it, and it hits me in a little bit of a, a personal way because for me, GLS, yes, was in the beginning, you know, this, this wonderful investment and in being able to see some just great speakers and, and bring some of that back mm-hmm. to the organization. Well, for me, I mean, particularly in 2018, it it struck a chord with me in a way that I connected kind of back with Christ and oh, wow. and remembering that moment. Wow. I have to tell you, I, it was very emotional. Mm. I didn't really know what was happening. Mm. Um, and and I had a, a colleague next to me like, Dina, that's the Holy Spirit <laughs> moving through. <laughs> and and it was like, awesome. it kind of had to hit me over the head. So yeah. it really was mm. about... Gosh, those are such wonderful messages that apply to leadership, apply to how we influence others. But for me, that particular year was one of those that it it hit me in a different way and showing just how Mm. much I missed that part of of my life and and how you create. You know, that's how that's how you lead. You lead through others um, and you certainly have um, God and, and the Holy Spirit kind of moving through you to to do all the right things. Wow. There may be some corporate business uh, guy or gal listening to this. They may hear about the GLS 
and they may hear that there is some faith element to it. A lot of folks sometimes get a little nervous about that. Having been through it yourself, you feel like uh, the GLS experience on that front, they do a pretty good job of doing that in a professional way, in your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the one of the best things about GLS is, you know, it it's welcoming to everyone. Yeah. And and regardless of background and faith and belief, it's really all about leadership. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, you bring lessons out that you can apply. I mean, I never leave there without a shortage of pages and pages and pages of notes right. and being able to go back and reflect on your own leadership style. Yep. There's always room for improvement. I mean, if you're a leader that isn't growing, yeah. you're becoming irrelevant. You right. have to grow and you have to keep evolving in your leadership. And it's such a great investment of yeah. time. Regardless if you're touched personally yeah. from the faith perspective or not, you're you're constantly pouring into yourself, which there's no better investment than yourself. Yeah. yeah, a leader can learn from anyone. That's why we open the summit, right? Yeah, young from the old, you know, pastor from CEO. We have the opportunity to learn from everyone. And as you said, you know, if you're not growing, your organization is growing and evolving every day. Thirteen thousand five hundred employees. Mm. Wow. That's growth, right? Yes. And I'm sure yes. you're learning every single day how to serve them well and how to impact the community, you know, better than you did yesterday. So we hope that, you know, others can join in on the summit. But one of the ways that we really love to pour into our leaders at GLS and beyond is to think about how um, we can impact the community around us. And you have a pretty big footprint to impact at Parkview Health. (laughs) So maybe you could share some big dreams that are on the horizon for either you personally, um, for that footprint, or for the organization um, and the region that they serve. Yeah, so a great question, Jerry. I think, you know, when we think about impact in the community, so with as expansive as Parkview is in the region, we can't do it alone. You know, we need so many partners across the community. So when you think about big dreams, it's how do we how do we bring all of us together that we see the challenges in our community? We know what social determinants are out there. We know the things that need to happen. The big dream is how do we come together and create collective impact? Mm-hmm. How do we focus on the same things so that we can dive deep into an issue and solve it mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. certainly make a great impact on that? We know sometimes when you have so many individuals and you're working mm-hmm. on so many different things, you can go an inch, you know, you can go an inch down, but boy, you really mm-hmm. you want to go deeper. And you want to be able to have a much more breadth of of impact across the community. And that's where I feel like we have this opportunity to come together. What does collective impact mean? How are we all focused on the same thing? You know, Indiana's not always known as the healthiest community. Mm -hmm. And but Indiana's known as a great place to raise a family. Mm -hmm. Indiana's known for great things. So how do we get on the list that we are the healthiest community Mm. in the nation. So just as we're the great place to live and work and play, so let's be healthy too. And so we need that. That's a village. You need a lot of different players to help achieve that kind of goal. Yeah. 
but I mean, a great anchor organization leading the way and saying, hey, here are some opportunities. I know that there are different programmatic elements that Parkview has. Maybe you could share a few of those on being a healthy community and ways that you do that across the region. Yeah. So, I mean, there, gosh, there's so many. We we have our community nurses that are out there working um, with organizations like the Rescue Mission mm-hmm. and, and in schools. And, and so then you begin to kind of create some of those healthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we have... Fort for Fitness and how we partner with with them to be able to bring healthy activities in the community. There's there's all of those ways because frankly, healthcare is not in the walls of the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're having a baby, which is you know many times a wonderful experience, you're you're going into the hospital to have care. Mm-hmm. You probably don't want to be there. And but but how do we bring healthcare outside of the hospital? How do we make sure that there are programs that you can tap into that you have prevention care that you can be doing. And many times healthcare is reactionary. It's like, okay, I have this problem, so therefore let me go to the hospital and the doctor to fix it. Well, there's so many things we can do as individuals to be proactive so that you don't end up having that. And that's where we come in. It's it's Uh, about that destination for healthcare is not just within the walls. Mm, That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm just sitting here realizing, so you you were in high school here in Fort Wayne. I was. And I know that wasn't all that long ago. I know you're still 39. I'm coming upon my 30-year <laughs> reunion. Like, I just, uh, whoa. <laughs> so you really, just real quick, you really have seen Fort Wayne change. Yes. And obviously through Parkview, you've been a big part of that. But just even personally, it must really encourage you to see the the way the city has continued to grow and expand and deepen in its opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, gosh, the other day it was brought up. Do you remember the Wizards when they were out there in the parking lot at the Coliseum? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I do remember that. I do too. Um, And and so to think about how we've grown as a community, and mind you, growing up, moving around, I never lived anywhere long enough to feel like that was home. And and so now calling it home and feeling like I have this sense of ownership. I mean, I live in Whitley County um, where my husband grew up, but this region is ours. I mean, mm-hmm. this is we love to be here yeah. and where we want to raise our boys and giving my boys an opportunity I never had. And yeah. that was um, being in the same community growing up. Um, now, I am who I am today because of all those experiences. But yeah. but it's another great way to, to have home and to watch it grow and expand and transform i came 25 26 years ago and we were i was talking with some friends of the day and when i came there wasn't a starbucks oh that's hard to imagine isn't that interesting and and so somebody said like so where was the first one and i had no idea i'm like i just like one day all of a sudden there was starbucks in fort wayne but there wasn't when yeah there wasn't when i came 25 years ago so speaking of years ago i want you to go back to when you're 20 years old yeah. And we love asking this question because we just love seeing uh, the lessons that have been learned. What advice would you give, knowing what you know, having lived the life you've lived personally and professionally, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Mm. Yeah, it's, this one's a really, you all have really good questions. So 20-year-old self, if I had to go back, mm-hmm. I would. Uh, there's a few pieces of advice I would yep. share. Find your voice. Mm. Find your voice. Um, know what that is. Know yourself. Mm. Um, you know, we go through life sometimes and we don't always, what is it that makes you tick? What is it? How do you find your voice? What does that look like? What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. Um, and my 20-year-old self, 
that just wasn't my focus. And yeah. it, and it really wasn't um, where where I spent time really thinking and reflecting. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older and just realizing how important that is. Um, the other is, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Not about you. Um, had a wonderful leader that has taught servant leadership that I have worked with for many, many years. And it isn't about you. Mm. You as a leader, it's all about serving others. That is your ultimate why. Mm. And my 20-year-old self, not on the radar. Yeah. So so for being able to have that experience and look back, um, the other is don't regret your experiences. Because, you know, I'm reading a devotional right now, and it kind of struck a chord because it said there is nothing that you've experienced that hasn't already been through God's hands. Mm -hmm. So I look at that and think, yeah, for all the stories and the triumphs and the trials that you've had through your whole life, you go back and you think, oh, gosh, I wish I would have done that differently. No, no, because that was part of a master plan. That was part of, you know, kind of what was planned. But but embrace it and, and don't don't have any regrets. Wow. Wow. We're glad you put down roots in our area. Yes. Um, And that we're just thankful for your insights Mm -hmm. and you finding your voice and sharing that and empowering other leaders to find their voice, right? And not regret what has brought them to where they are today. And we're thankful for you, thankful for your leadership and Mm -hmm. wish you the best as Parkview continues to lead with excellence um, with every patient every single day. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Dina, for being on. No, it's great. Thank you both for your leadership. Well, that was an incredible podcast um, to lead into Summit Week, wasn't it? Yeah, so thankful for her. Uh, Dina has been a part of this community for years. And as you can tell, has served in a number of roles at Parkview each and every time with excellence, with impact, uh, with real character. So, yeah, what what a joy to get to see her again and hear her story. We are really blessed with amazing leaders, but we are going to hear from some incredible leaders at the end of this week, just three days away from the summit. It's incredible. Who who are you most looking forward to? Well, Juliet Font. She's one of my favorites, all-time favorites. Mine too. I always learn from her and she has incredible energy. How about you? Oh, my kids are talking about uh, the guy who did the McChrystal, uh, the guy who did the, the Make Your Bed speech. General McChrystal? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear the Make Your Bed speech? I did not. Oh, you haven't? I made all my kids watch it. Oh, well, I'm going to have to go go, back and look it up before Thursday. Go home and Google it. I will. It's an amazing uh, University of Texas commencement address. Okay. Yeah, and he talked about how the most important thing to do is to make your bed. Wow. Small things first. Small things first. Well, a small thing to take the next step in your leadership would to go be yes. to go to glsandbeyond.com slash gls right. and register for one of our host sites because yes. we have several of them this year we do. and it's not a problem we're three days out we still want you to join if you can't join us at a host site you can join us virtually and still hear those incredible speakers and, and everything they need to know is at glsandbeyond.com that's correct yeah. so all they need to do is go there and then we're going to have a special podcast that drops again this month wow. as we debrief the summit speakers so you want to go so that podcast makes sense yeah, right you go. hope you'll go i hope i hope yeah. they come to the summit they can yeah. see us and there. don't forget whoever you are it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter what you lead where you influence it could be at home it could be at church it could be at work uh the gls is for you and uh I, we hope that you'll come and be a part of it with us 
Join us on August 5th and 6th. Go to glsandbeyond.com slash gls to register today.